Hey everybody, this is LaShonda. And it's Mike J. Welcome to the Ebony Mashup. We are really, really excited to have you listening to us today. How you feeling today? Feeling pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. So we really want to tell you guys what the Ebony Mashup is, how we came to bring this podcast to you all today. And so it's just really uh, a passion that I've had for a really long time, a vision that I've had for a while, and it's just coming to fruition. And I really feel really honored to be here and be able to do this so y'all can hear my voice. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what our goal with the Ebony Mashup is before we explain how it got started. Okay, cool. I'll say the mission of the Ebony Mashup is to redefine representations of black love, culture, family, and community. It is an eclectic fusion of casual, thought uh, my bad it is an eclectic fusion <laughs> of casual and thought-provoking conversations designed to educate empower uplift and unite yes our goal is to build a network of resources for storytellers dreamers innovators creatives entrepreneurs artists community builders change agents and purpose igniters Whew. So yeah, that was a lot, and that's really because I keep meeting so many, we keep meeting so many great people along the way, and those are the people that we're meeting. Those are the people that tell us their stories, and those mm -hmm. are the people, you know what I mean, who really need to have a platform. And so that's really the vision um, that I was having for this when I did it. I kept trying to find all these different names, and Ebony kept coming up. When you think about Ebony, what you think about? What do you think about when it comes to mind? Ebony Magazine, ah. which is black. Yes. <laughs> so you just think about black when you think of Ebony. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking about the piano keys <laughs> on a, on a, uh, on, a, on a piano. And they're what? They're black. And black. They, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Cause the, the ones I ones, look at. Cause the white ones are ivory, so. Yeah. Ebony and ivory. No, no perfect harmony. But anyway, so yeah, we really, <laughs> uh, that was the vision behind that. And so what it did was it got me thinking, and I went to where we go to to get the best definition, the Urban Dictionary. So when I went to the Urban Dictionary, it gave me a definition of ebony. And it was a definition that I really could rock with. It said the essence of dark skin that is enriched and plentiful with melanin, greatness, beauty, love. The word derived from the dark hardwood native to South India and Sri Lanka. It is often referred to a person or a skin tone. And so for me, when I read that definition, I was like, that's you. I'm beautiful. You know, I'm great. Uh, I am love. And so when we started to put together this launching this opening show uh we really wanted to bring a mashup and so when you think of a mashup in the music sense it's bringing two, two yeah. different things together to make one complete sound but with a mashup you know mm -hmm. what i mean with a a mix of things and so i got the mashup idea from you uh mike with the putting the samples in the mm -hmm. original song and the remade song, mm. putting them together. Well, not putting them together, but yeah. just letting you know 
this was an original idea. It came from this. Right. And that you can create something new, new. and great, yeah. you know, from using old stuff. And so the idea that we had with that is let's create a mashup for the culture. You know what I mean? Let's create a mashup where we can bring entrepreneurs and entertainers and uh, cameramen and radio people and people other than rappers okay. together. Ain't nothing wrong with rappers, you know. No no disrespect to them, but we bring wanted to be able too. to yeah, show the culture that there's more you know, to us. We are creators. We are innovators. And so, so, yeah, we don't just play sports and do music. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> So, what I want to start each episode with, Mike knows, and most people that know me know, I love quotes. <laughs> like, quotes are my driving force. Like, I get up in the morning, I set my intentions, I start my day with a quote or two or three or four. I send him quotes all day, I send my kids quotes. So, uh, this first episode, I titled it Moving Forward. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the quote I have for that comes from MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. And it says, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. And that was a quote that stood out for me uh, when I graduated from SIUE. My cousin uh, gave me a laser engraved plaque and it had that on there. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard it before. And so when I graduated in 2017, I was the commencement speaker at SIUE. Woo-woo, shout out Cougars. But the title of my speech was Walking Living Legends. And so when I got ready to go up there, she handed me this white box. And I opened it up. And I was kind of nervous before I went up there to give my speech. Opened the box up. And this quote is there. And for me, it kind of like canceled a lot of that nervousness I felt. The fear. Yes, that just, that, you know, you get scared sometimes to the point where it's like, I want to run, but I can't. And so when I said that, it was like confirmation for my dreams. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm a dreamer. Uh, You're a dreamer. You don't know you're a dreamer. You don't like to think of yourself as a dreamer, but you are. And so for us, uh, you know, faith was that first step. And this first podcast is us taking lots of little steps before, you know, and now we're starting this as we take more steps, our staircase is starting to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Taller and taller. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is, you know, we want to move forward and we want all of our listeners to move forward and to not be scared to take that first step, because if you don't take that first step. You know, you're kind of stuck. Yes. But the quote is not the reason why you named it Moving Forward. Mm. Why did you name it Moving Forward? (laughs) So, uh, anybody that has ever watched Luke Cage on Netflix. And we are big Marvel fans, by the way. Yes. Yes, we are huge Marvel fans. We don't like like DC. No. Boo. (laughs) But we are huge Marvel fans. And so... I think you found out about Luke Cage. I kept seeing it, but I didn't I didn't really pay attention to it. But in the first season, you meet this dude from Harlem and Pops. Luke he Cage. was like the community everything, you know what I mean? And so for us, that first episode, that first experience with Luke Cage is mm-hmm. really 
uh, a foundation for the Ebony mashup. And it's really um, something that I believe we look we look for as, you know, it's a a support. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so what Pops said in that was um, something along the lines of always forward. He wanted you to always be moving forward. Forward always, always forward. And so by the end of the series, Luke Cage kind of changed that a little bit. And he said, um, sometimes backwards. Sometimes you do have to take a step backwards so that you can go forward. And so the whole first season was talking about how, you know, Pops was like the center uh, of this community. You know what I mean? And so that's what we want for the Ebony mashup to be. Not just here locally in our where we live in the Chicagoland area, but we want this to be a place where people can come and be that and be okay to step back. It's okay to take a step back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we, we know that. And as you learn us, um, we're going to share that. Well, sad news. <laughs> mm. Luke Cage got canceled. For real? Yes. But <laughs> we the... only got the. The actor that played Luke Cage was Michael Coulter. Yeah. Well, know what he said when he found out it got canceled? What did he say? Always forward, forward, always. Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. Representation. So that's what we really want is to have representation. For me, turning on Netflix and being able to connect with a show in that way, um, that was representation. That was exactly what representation yeah. was. We want to see superheroes that look like, like us. us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so because of a show, you know, that superhero. And I think they're trying, to, they're trying to do a better job of that now, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Because mm-hmm. what well, we just found out last week that the new, not James Bond, the new Agent yes. 007 is going to be a black female. <sighs> Listen, Black Girl Magic is like it is. It is really at a high right now. And we can't forget the area is going to be black too. Yes, <laughs> yes. And there's a big, you know, controversial yeah, thing know. with that. But I don't care about it. She's my area. Y'all can say hashtag not my area, but she's my area. You know what I'm saying? Because who has a doggone lobster? Wasn't he from from was, the Caribbean? From the Caribbean, anyway. Like. We're, <laughs> he was a Caribbean lobster. Y'all had to think she was going to have some kind of melanin. But anywho, <laughs> you guys are probably wondering why we say we. So what I've decided is to do a Q&A. I'm going to interview Mike and he's going to interview me so that you guys can kind of understand why we say we and who we are a little bit as we go forward. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. Ladies first. (laughs) Okay. You know, I love it. (laughs) So, please tell the people where you are from. Okay. I am from Conway, South Carolina, which is a little city outside of Myrtle Beach. Everybody's heard of Myrtle Beach. (laughs) So, that's what I always say. But... I love where I'm from, so I will never say I'm from Myrtle Beach. I'm mm. from Conway. And my ancestors are from the the Gullah people. So 
further the further south you go in South Carolina, you hear everybody start to talk funny. It's called Geechee. <laughs> and like when Shonda first got with me, she couldn't understand Patois, which yeah. is spoken by our Caribbean people. So I had a friend named Spence <laughs> that every time she was he would say something, everybody found out that I understood what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So every time he would say something, everybody would look at me like, what'd he say? <laughs> so that comes from my background of my people, which I don't talk like them because I didn't grow up around it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I love, I love where I'm from. I love my people. So. Yeah. They're interesting Listen. people. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite sport? Okay. My favorite sport to play is football. My favorite sport to watch is basketball. Because I can admit it, football gets a little boring watching it. Mm. But watching basketball, you never kind of really get boring because it's back and forth. Right. But in football, it's kind of long and drug out. But playing football, I love playing football. Awesome. Way more than basketball. Yeah, I think, I I definitely have seen that in you over the years. So really quick, just before I ask answer my next question, Mike and I have been married for this year, will be 15 years in December. So <laughs> that is kind of like unheard of really in a young, young yeah. like with young black people. And we've been together for 16 years, but married for 15. And so... That's kind of important for you all to understand about us. He's my best friend. He's my headache. He's my lover. He's ultimately everything, but he's my king. So if you anybody ever has ever met me and they have not met him, everybody knows that this man is my king. So I wanted to pause and throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sports. Sports is a big reason that uh, we got together. Sports kind of... say that we got together. It- what? Is what help us probably connect at the beginning. Okay. All right. I like that. I'm a football fan as well. What team do we share in common? The team that everybody hates. Dallas Cowboys. America's team. She didn't like the football team. She liked the cheerleaders. No. Yeah. I was a cheerleader all my life. Uh, even in high school, I cheered for Elgin High School. Woohoo, go Maroons. And so for me, they were like the best of the best in cheerleading, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's how I fell in love with them. And then I met you and you had that cowboy's hat looking all good. And I was like, wait a minute, you said you were from South Carolina. Why do you have that on? <laughs> that's a lot of people ask me, like, well, why aren't the Carolina Panthers your favorite team or the Atlanta Falcons? I was like, because when I was growing up and started watching football, the Cowboys was the closest good team. Mm. Okay. So, because the Miami Dolphins sucked. Okay. Even though my uncle loved Miami Dolphins. Mm. I had a Miami Dolphins starter jacket. Do, y'all, do you remember I did have a Carolina jacket? Panthers starter jacket that my mama brought me. I was mad, but I still wore it. That'd be a classic <laughs> right now if we can get a, a starter jacket. You can. Stuff. They cost a lot now, though. Do they really? Like $150. I mean, a lot, you know. I have shoes that cost more than that. But anyway. <laughs> All right. What... Um, tell the people one of your favorite memories. 
I'm going to have to say. Oh, didn't even get to start. No. I thought about it. My One of my favorite memories, like, as you know, Shonda, I don't, for some reason, I do not remember a lot from when I was younger. Mm. So, my favorite memory had to be when we were in Germany. I think you were back here, though. Mm-hmm. And we went to a concert. I forget where it was at. But I actually got to see my favorite rapper, who was Jadakiss, perform live. Oh, yeah. In another country, too. And, and everybody was surprised because I knew every word that he was saying coming out of his mouth. Yes. Jadakiss, if you hear this, you know what I'm saying? We'd love to interview you. So, I mean, share it, like it, get it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mad that was, respect. That was a... That was a a good moment. Okay. So you guys are going to learn a lot more about us over time. Let's bounce it back to me, you know. I the have queen. some. <laughs> oh, he have real questions. Well, no, they not. I'm saying they real, but they <laughs> kind of off the wall. Okay. Like, I'm cool with you off want the people wall. to get to know you. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite word? <laughs> I know what your, what your favorite word is. Not. It's moist. She hates the word oh, moist. Oh, my God. I hate that word. Ew. <laughs> Oh my God, the word just sounds, it just sounds that word. Like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) What is my favorite word? Okay, so lately, Mm -hmm. I have a new favorite word. My new favorite word is no. N-O. And that word gave me so much validation. And it gave me so much clarity on life because... I've always been, like, a really nice person. I've always kind of been, like, a, you know, I wanted to be around people. I thought I was an extrovert, but I'm really more introverted than I thought. And so I was scared to tell people no for so long. And now I realize that no is a complete sentence, y'all. There, There's no explanation that needs to go in front of it or behind it. N-O? No. Is powerful. So, yeah, that would be, no is my favorite word right now. And she uses it a lot. I do. Now I do. I didn't, I used to be like a yes, yes, yes. And I'm, no, if, if my energy don't like it, <laughs> deuces. Okay. <laughs> to continue on with your favorite word, mm-hmm. what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I think I know what it is. Well, I don't think I know I know what it is. I can't even say it. I said it for you. Fuck. That is my favorite <laughs> curse word. Like when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to say it, or my mom every time she said it, I'd be like, I'd cringe. But it's so powerful. Again, the power of words, you know? Get your point across. My baby don't like me to say no, it though. She, don't. she checks me. She really do. She's like, Mom. Was that necessary? Is there another word we could have replaced that with? <laughs> so, yeah, but that is my favorite. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more. Okay. It's a more serious one. All right. Who is your role model and why? Mm. So that's difficult mm-hmm. because I think I'm my, I think I'm my favorite role model because... I think when we put a lot of, uh, we put a lot on people mm-hmm. and just because you're famous or you have this particular industry that you're in, I don't think people necessarily 
ask to be a role model. It's just kind of like they're expected to be. And so for me, I think I'm my, my favorite role model is because that's something that I always wanted to be, was a role model. And mm-hmm. so with me wanting to be a role model, um, I want to be my true authentic self and okay in who, in the skin that I'm in. And so as I learn to be okay in the skin that I'm in, I think that, uh, it allows me to help teach other people how to do that as well. Because I think sometimes we put the best of ourselves in other people and we think that we can't get what they got, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then we kind of cancel out, we kind of cancel out, you know, some of our dreams by saying, oh, I want to be like Michael Jordan or I want to be like, and that's okay. I look up to people, but as far as a role model, I set the standards for what I want in life. That's what I think, I mean, Talk about role models. Mm-hmm. So I think we should stop pushing kids towards famous people and should be everyday people. Because mm. the garbage man probably work well, probably work harder yeah. than any athlete. Well, I ain't gonna say any athlete because there's a lot of athletes that do work hard. Yeah. This regular old garbage man probably work harder than half of everybody role models. Right. I just think we need to re 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 you know, refocus that. Mm-hmm. Um and so at first I used to be scared to say that I was my own role model. I mean some people say it's my parents or it's whoever, but ultimately we all have a bunch of choices that we can make. And so I just wanted to learn how to deal with my choices better. And yeah, I'm um because in my eyes I consider myself a walk and living legend. Like that is what I consider myself. And I want to create a network and build a network of fellow walking living legends. I mm-hmm. want my flowers while I'm here. Don't cry about me after I done dead. Oh, what LaShonda has done. <gasps> tell me now. You know what I mean? I tell you what she wants you to do. <laughs> she don't want you to cry. She wants you to smoke her. <laughs> yeah. She does. She because neither one of us want to be buried, so yeah. you want to get cremated. Some of our family think that we're morbid. Really, yeah. they really do. But here's one thing. we, we the, the title of this episode is Moving Forward. Do you know what I mean? So as we move forward in life, we can't cancel out that which is going to come. You came into this world. You were born. You live. You go through this thing called life. And it's a, a hailstorm sometimes. You know what I mean? But one thing is guaranteed. Is death. They say taxes and death, but you ain't gotta pay look at Wesley Snipe. He didn't pay his for a long time. So my thing is, I know I'm going to die. That's something that you can plan for. That is something that you don't have to. I hate that GoFundMe shit. I do. Yes, some people need it. Yeah, I some agree. People do need it. But it has now become like this. I don't know. Cremate me. insurance. Put my ashes in a tree. Make me a tree. Make me a eb- you can make me an ebony tree. Y'all know how power you know we talk the ebony mashup. Y'all can make me an ebony tree. That's some valuable wood right there. <laughs> valuable wood, Mike. You got some valuable wood. Anyway, so I'm just saying I'm okay with death, <laughs> and it doesn't bother me. And the more I got okay with it, the more I was able to you know move forward and be like, okay, I'm gonna enjoy life. I'm going to do what I want to do in life. And once I took that power back, 
look, I don't, I don't, nothing can stop me now. Is there a song for that? Nothing can stop me now. I don't know. You're the song, man. I hear something in my head, but it ain't coming out. <laughs> so one thing, like I said, with the quote, you know, on a serious note, <laughs> what taking that first step did for me was it gave me a greater capacity to accept failure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It gave me a greater capacity to be able to know that I'm going to fall and get back up, learn from it, and move on. Release it. There's no need in, in sitting in sitting in your mess. Why sit in it? You know what I mean? So for me, it was just, it gave me a greater capacity. And now, like, nothing can take that away. You know what I found, like, I was looking online, and you always hear people, they're scared to fail. Mm-hmm. I am too. But I saw something where it said some people are scared to succeed. succeed. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And then I looked at one man. He said he he was scared because he didn't know what the success would turn him into. Mm. I get that. I definitely get that because I think that makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're not super religious, but we're spiritual. We're like, not religious at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, look, I do crystals, tarot, and all that stuff, so I'm definitely not <laughs> uh, religious. But my thing is that I've learned in that is we have to stay humble. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one thing that keeps me humble is something that people run from. Once you get to the point where your ego is way up here, I still like feeling those butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. I still like feeling feeling like not that something can go wrong, but that that anxiety I think is needed to keep me humble. I don't think it's something going wrong, but like I told Jaden, that's our son, when he's playing basketball, I was like, you can't get too cocky. Mm. You got to stay humble. If you, before a game, if you don't have butterflies in your stomach, mm. then you need to find something else to do because this is not for you. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's, and that's something you have to always speak on. Though. And the thing is not that you're scared. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm about to go out here and play this game that I love. Right, right. Because like before every football game, I, like I said, like I had a teammate. His name was Brandon. Oh, my God. That she hated it. But before every game, he threw up. He, every game. Before every, he threw up, but he'll go out there and get you like four sacks a game. It was weird to me because some games he didn't do it right away. And I was like, oh. Yeah, some games we go on the field, he'd play shitty. He'd play a whole first quarter. And I'm shitty. Like, he'd throw up, come back in the game. Hmm. It's like two different people. Yeah, but he was a beast. Like, <laughs> there was no... He was a he was really good at it, and so and that's what his thing was. He's like he uh, before every game, he gets so pumped up on the inside mm. that it make him throw up. Didn't he say he'd been doing that since been like doing Pop it, Warner? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I just think that yeah, that's that's the problem. Success sometimes you get the big head, and so for me, I think it's important to even have a platform or to have a support team around you. Mm-hmm. I need somebody that's gonna check me and be like, hey. You know, you getting a little, and that's what happens. Nobody want to be checked check, no yeah. more. Nobody want to be. People get so big that nobody can check them. Right, right. And so I don't want that. Hey, y'all, so this is the first show, but when we make it big, check me. I want my audience to be like, what is wrong? This is not who y'all 
this is not who y'all presented yourselves as. I don't mind being checked because you grow and you learn. How do you, I think about plants. I'm just starting to get into plants. I don't have a green thumb or nothing. But you have to go back in sometimes and you have to retill your soil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to retill your soil so that you can recultivate the growth of whatever you're trying to grow. And so if I'm sitting here and I'm talking to my audience, I want y'all to grow. Yes, we're talking. Yes, we're having conversations, but it's a waste of my time if I'm sitting here and we not giving y'all nothing that you can grow from. Talking and nobody growing. Talking and nobody growing, because that's a problem in our culture. It's a whole bunch of talking and not enough healing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not enough healing. It's it's not enough healing going on. So that's just kind of where where we're at. I'm really, I'm excited. Like, y'all have no idea. My heart is like so happy you know because somebody believed in me and us and Mm -hmm. we (laughs) we (laughs) it came out funny but um yeah and nobody knows this side of us so Mm -hmm. select few people i really think that you know it's gonna be growing this is to me this feels like therapy so hey y'all how y'all doing let's heal together speaking of therapy mental health issues it's a real problem in the black community yeah if you need therapy please get it definitely please get it we are definitely advocates for that um we also are both air force veterans we served in the united states air force and i met him actually in germany Mm -hmm. and so we both have dealt with some of those issues and really dealing with them and focusing on them is kind of also what brought us to this podcast too and just you know being open and transparent so that we can uh kill help kill the stigma you know because i grew up in a in a family and you don't talk about nothing where they don't talk about nothing and it's like what goes on in this house stays in this house and so i know i'm not the only person because i've met other people and that is not Um, how we've decided to raise our children. That is not how we've decided to even um, converse with you all. So as we converse, we're going to share those. Every day we sit at this mic, it's not going to be a good day every day. And we're going to be honest in that because if we just gave you the good parts of us, then we wouldn't what? Heal and grow. It wouldn't be real. Yeah. So we're really excited. As we get ready to wrap up this thing, this show, this Ebony mashup, I just want to leave you with two questions that you ask yourself before we meet again. What life, ask yourself, what life do I want and how can I reorganize my schedule to create the life that I desire? If you have a dream, if you have something that is burning inside of you, please take that first step forward. Move forward. If you don't take the step, you'll never know. Don't allow yourself to sit in comfort anymore. Comfort doesn't allow growth. Allow yourself to feel that anxiety and that humbleness. Remember, stay black. (laughs) All right. Peace and blessings, everybody.